One of the best feelings in life is feeling anchored. When the waves of life come, you stay confident, stable, and secure. So how do we stay connected in a world full of distractions? We think honest conversations can help. I'm Allie. And I'm Lemmy's. Two friends who just want to chat about how to be our best selves. Thanks for joining us. This is Anchored in Life. Speaking of habits, you went to a podcasting conference. So hopefully we can start some good podcasting habits. So we haven't gone through all your notes and everything, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yes. So the listener and knows. Anyone who's in the podcast community, if you haven't had an opportunity to go to the podcast movement, there's another one coming up next year in August. It'll be in DC. Put it on your calendar. It is the best event for networking, which is such an exciting time. Well, I'm going to be at that one at DC, hopefully with you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So today's topic is on habits, Mm -hmm. starting habits, forming a habit. What does that look like? What habits have we formed, want to form? Well, I think the key to choosing good habits means starting small and then building those habits into your schedule with consistency. So I just want to put that out there first, because I think sometimes we say, I want to start a good habit. I'm going to be better with my finances or you and your values. That might be lofty. You might need to start smaller. Because on the other side, when you don't start small, on the other side of you doing that is usually disappointment Mm -hmm. because it isn't realistic to think that you're a night owl and overnight you can become a morning person. That was one of the habits that I tried to start and very much failed at. (laughs) Wake up earlier. Well, I didn't do that in chunks. I just all of a sudden tried to get up at 6 a.m. when I usually get up at 7. Guess what? It did not go well. That's a hard switch. You could argue there's some things going on there with what is your body clock trained to do, though I just wasn't taking any of that into account. And I should have started in 10 or 15 minute increments instead of an hour. I mean, in the morning, an hour is a long time. A really good resource I'm sure some people listening to this have heard of him before, but James Clear put out a book not too long ago called Atomic Habits. I'm literally looking at a book right now on my bookshop. He did a really great podcast with Brene Brown, and I will talk about Brene over and over because she used to do a podcast. She doesn't anymore, but you can go back and listen to all her episodes. James Clear was one of her guests when he was coming out with the book, and it's really great. It's about an hour, and he really does a good synopsis of the book. And Brene asks him really great questions because she, being the great professional she is, she admitted that she struggles with forming good habits. And it's a really, really great resource. But I thought that some of the takeaways from that book would be things that would start our conversation here. The first one is falling in love with boredom. Mm -hmm. And changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them for years. Yeah. So how's your relationship with boredom? You know how my relationship is with boredom. (laughs) I literally pack every second of my life. (laughs) You do. And recently, I came up with a new phrase. And I'm certain I I heard it from someplace else. I don't want to say that it's, you know, a phrase that I created. But you've heard of FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. Well, I am trying to get more JOMO joy of missing out. Because when you're constantly moving, constantly scheduling, constantly staying busy, you have no time to really reflect, to really soak in all said knowledge. I mean, as we mentioned, 
the podcast conference was now a week ago, and I have yet to have an opportunity to go over my notes because I have one thing after the next every second. Boredom for me is scary. And so that's why I schedule every last millisecond of my time. So that would not be a good habit for me to form (laughs) getting comfortable with boredom because talk about failure. Oh, I would fail miserably. But I do want to be better at getting proper rest. So you talked about waking up earlier. It's all about your sleep routine. And that is a good habit to form. Whether you're trying to wake up early, whether you're trying to get more rest, going to bed and waking up at a consistent time, it helps to regulate that sleep and wake cycle. So for me, I'm starting with increments of 10. Every night, I am conscious about going to bed 10 minutes earlier until I'm no longer up until 2 a.m., but I can shift it back down to at least 12.30. And keep in mind, everyone, she has a night shift job, if you will. So just remember, she anchors night shows. So I was on the same schedule and my body really liked that schedule. So once it gets used to it, it is harder to go to bed earlier though, because you get home from a pretty intense job late at night. But then I'm up at 6 a.m. So four hours of sleep every day is just not conducive to a healthy lifestyle. Would you say that you factoring in and planning your meditation is a form of working in boredom? So taking time for meditation for me is a way to increase my focus and reduce my stress. Mm -hmm. I don't look at it as boredom because it's an activity still. The point that James Clear is, is trying to make is that if you have those spaces in your schedule you don't have to fill them. Mm-hmm. There can be space. I guess space is a better word for me than boredom when I want to think about it. I don't think many people can ever think of a time where they've been bored because you pick up your phone and all of a sudden you're not bored. You know, back mm-hmm. in the day when you didn't have a phone in your hand, it was easy to get- Did you just say back in the day? Back in the day? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, I remember being bored in middle school. Yeah sitting in my house going, none of my friends are home. I didn't like it. But one of the good practices of budgeting is kind of like what you were saying with your time. The way that I budget and the way that I've been taught to budget is you are supposed to know every dollar that's coming in to your bank account, which you usually can, especially if you have a job where you get the same amount every two weeks or one week, whatever it is. You're supposed to allocate every single dollar to something you have to account for every dollar and tell it where it's going to go, even if it's for something fun. So I think about that with time now. This is what me talking to myself. You don't have to pack your schedule minute by minute, but you should, so that time doesn't get the best of you, you should say, okay, I've got this, this, and this. So my empty spaces, my time for rest, my time for energy are these times. It helps me to allocate my minutes like that and make that habit so that I don't feel like time is running my life. Right. I look at it as a relationship. And as you know, a relationship should be a two-way street. Am I always chasing after time? 
I always call it in time? Am I putting more into this relationship with time than time is putting in with me? And if it's lopsided, then I need to pull back. So I try to put it in that perspective. And I actually use that perspective with money too, because I think a lot of people, they're always wanting more. There was another point that the author makes in Atomic Habits. Disciplined people design their environment to work for them. They structure their lives in a way that does not require heroic willpower and self-control. I really resonate with that. It is not realistic or helpful to you to start a habit that is going to require incredible self-control every single time. One of the things that I did a year and a half, two years ago was I started a health journey that required me to not eat anything white, white rice, anything with white flour, and then of course sugar. It scared me because you're taking away, in my opinion, a lot of great things that I love to eat. Sugary things, bread. It wasn't realistic for me to think that every day I could wake up and have enough willpower all of a sudden to just not eat sugar when I've been eating it for 20-something years. So the way that my program was structured is it was a replacement strategy. No, you can't eat that. You can't eat white rice, but you can't eat brown rice, honestly. The stuff you got on top of it, it tastes the same. With sugar, no, you can't eat those, you know, that kind of chocolate that you're used to, but they make chocolate that is sugar-free. And shout out to Lily's. Lily's chocolate's the best. You love that. It's made with, <laughs> yes, it's so, so good. And they make it with stevia and monk fruit, which is a natural sugar, which on this health plan, I was allowed, quote unquote, allowed to eat. That was so helpful for me being successful. I didn't have to have the willpower not to eat chocolate. I had to have enough willpower to buy the right chocolate. That was so much easier. And I think we want to make these big changes because we think we're these changed people. This is one of the reasons I don't like New Year's Day. It's like, did everyone just wake up a different person? That's so unrealistic with these <laughs> with these resolutions. It's like, what do you think happened between this year and that year, like nothing actually happens. It's just a different day. I love that people set goals for themselves. I love that they think that the new year is a clean slate. Right. That's that's fine, but you have to be realistic with yourself. What are you actually going to do when you wake up? Don't expect yourself to have all of this willpower and self-control all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you talk to people who used to be alcoholics and they are sober, there are a lot of steps they take little by little to get there. Some people go cold turkey and that's great, but they have to do things on the other side of that to maintain that willpower. And they will tell you that it's one day at a time. Exactly. One of the things that James Clear says is you have to start with repetition and not perfection. Because one of the things that happens to me is if my habit is 10 minutes a day of meditation, we've talked about this in the meditation episode. And if you haven't listened, please go back and listen because that's a good one. If you don't do it one day, how does it make you feel? Like, what are you telling yourself? Because 10 minutes a day meditation. That's my goal. That's the habit I want to form. I needed to start going five minutes, then 10 minutes. I shouldn't have thought to myself, oh, you never meditated before 10 minutes a day. Great. My goal was not right-sized in that situation, number one. And I'm not perfect. And so it's great to have that goal. I should strive for it. But when I don't meditate in, that, in a day and I skip one or I skip two days, it shouldn't be followed by shame. And I shouldn't be talking to myself negatively. If that happens, you are clearly seeking perfection over repetition. So that thought of a habit being established before it can be improved and doing repetition versus perfection is so important to me and not 
thinking that all of a sudden I am this person that doesn't need to baby step into a new habit. Yeah, I think with with forming any new habit, the key is consistency over time. So yes, if you relapse, that's fine. But make the effort to start again. And with commitment and smart steps, those new habits, they can become lasting positive changes. And and it's really about making it tempting for yourself, right? Like have what you need ready to go to eliminate any friction. Someone who wants to exercise, lay out those gym clothes the night before you work out. I've even slept in running clothes on race day (laughs) because I knew I did not want to wake up at 2 a.m. to be there at the start Mm -hmm. line. So to buy myself some time, I slept in my running clothes so that I could wake up and jump right out the door. Mm-hmm. Track your progress. You don't want to have that shame just because you miss a day. But if you track your progress and you can take off each day that you saw the positive change, that will make you feel better about You have to reward yourself, celebrate the milestones. If you committed your time, like how we did with the meditation, and you were successful, that's a new habit that you completed and you need a pat on the back. And don't underestimate starting multiple habits at a time. It's best not to do that. I think some people don't quite understand that's what they're doing sometimes. And then if you kind of lay it all out and you think about it, it's like, oh, I was trying to do start habits in two different areas of my life. And that's why both of them failed, or that's why one went better than the other. Focus on something and a habit might include multiple things and that's understandable, but you just need to be honest with yourself and clear with yourself about what you're doing so that you can do all the things that you just said. Doing things today that you'll thank yourself for tomorrow, like setting yourself up today so that your tomorrow is better. Laying out clothes is a good example of that. When I used to work at a nine to five and I had a lot of office work and things that were on my desk, how can I make this desk less stressful for when I walk in tomorrow? What can I clean up? What can I finish today? What can I make sure is not left hanging for me to clean up tomorrow? It's like doing the dishes right after dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so frustrated tomorrow morning if I wake up and these dishes are in the sink. It is going to put me on another level. Mm-hmm. Or if you come home, right? Yes. And dishes are in the sink. That might send a certain person, maybe me, maybe <laughs> not, over the edge. And I'm glad you mentioned that because tidying can be a new habit to form for other people. <laughs> it's is this going to frustrate me tomorrow if I don't deal with it today? And that has been so helpful for me because you're the one living your life. So you're the one who controls today and you know how you're going to feel about it tomorrow. So you might as well just help yourself out in the moment instead of putting it off. Putting things off does not help you. Mm-hmm. Why we as humans are so inclined to do the easy thing really trips me up sometimes. Well, I think it goes back to being rewarded. Doing the easy things makes you feel accomplished. It gives you something to say, I did that and I did it well. If you're constantly going after things that are challenging in your feeling, you're just, you're not going to feel good about yourself. Mm. And I don't know that it's, we choose easy things just because they're easy. I think we are looking to feel accomplished. 
And once we accomplish something that is easy, we have more confidence to step into a behavior that might be more challenging. When you just said that, made me think of doing the easy thing can also be because you're consciously avoiding the hard thing. Do I want to just keep watching TV versus wash the dishes? Mm. Because in that moment, it's hard to get the energy to go wash the dishes and take my focus away from the thing that I want to watch. I think it's just okay to sit there in that moment and be honest about that. (laughs) Why don't I want to get up? Mm. And then most of the time, it's in your head. The energy you thought that was going to expend is really not a lot of energy at all. And then that sense of accomplishment comes over you when you have done the thing so that your day tomorrow is better or even your next two hours of your day is better and you're not frustrated. We know ourselves much better than we think. You know what's going to set yourself up for success now in five hours and tomorrow. And no, we can't control every minute. We can't control what other people do in our lives. But when we control the things we can control and set ourselves up better, those things that happen that are out of our control don't affect us as much. We talked about doing hard things in one of our podcasts. In this regard, I'm not as harsh with my criticism. You're sitting on the couch and not wanting to get up to, to start said hard habit doesn't necessarily mean to me that you are putting it off for a negative reason. There could be other reasons subconsciously that you're not even aware of, but your body is telling you not now, not yet. Now, Mm -hmm. if that goes on and it turns into a day, into a week, into a month, then yes, we've got a problem. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't know that you need to take a break, but your body does. And it will tell Mm -hmm. you, you need to be fine with this boredom binging out right now. That's another habit. I'm going to read more. And I will tell you this year, Allie, I have read five books. I put a date on the calendar. You start this book. I just finished reading I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. And now my next book is Atomic Habits. Do you tell yourself you're going to finish it by a certain time or do you tell yourself 10 pages a day? So I went back and forth on that. I think it's more important for me, just like with running, I'm going to give myself a time to run, not miles. And mm-hmm. people listening to this podcast will notice a theme with me. I, I will always relate back <laughs> to running. But if I tell myself run five miles, or if I tell myself run for 40 minutes, I'm going to do better if I focus on the time and not the miles, because I'm constantly going to be chasing after that that number. It won't be as freeing. for So for reading, I don't go by pages. I go by the time. I want to read for 15 minutes today. I love that. I actually just finished a book that was a British murder mystery type book, and it was really good. What's it called? It is called The Guest List. It's one of uh, Reese Witherspoon's Ah. book club picks. And uh, this same author has another similar book that I just started to read. But I went to the library, wow, (laughs) and got the book. And I liked holding it and reading it. And I think that's what helped me get through it faster. I also am in a season right now where I have a little bit more time. And so I did have more time to read, but I figured out that I enjoyed it. And so now I'm kind of starting on that journey. I am starting a season where I am working from home. Someone like me, this is a terrifying place to be. It's like 
I all of a sudden have all of the control back and I've been asking for this, but now I don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny how that works. I know. There's no one holding me accountable for when I quote unquote start my day, right? And I know that. If I'm 10, 15, 30 minutes late, no one knows. No one cares. I should care because if I keep making my start time later and later and later, that's a terrible habit that I'm forming. I have formed that, unfortunately. So I am trying the start at a time I know that is good for me. That's kind of like me with my sleep schedule. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mine's morning, yours is night. Exactly. (laughs) And I guess in a couple episodes, we'll update each other on how that's going. Check in, hold each other accountable for these habits. I surprisingly, I'll have to admit this, with more time on my hands, I have meditated less. Mm. That makes no sense. You want to know why it makes sense? Why? Yeah, please tell me. You're not as stressed. You don't need that outlet as much. Oh, is that okay? I think it is. Because meditation, and you know that I love it, but at the end of the day, it's all about taking time to pause, just to pause, to reset. And if your day isn't stressful, busy, go, 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 then that time to pause isn't as urgent for you. That's a good thing. I wish I could say, oh yeah, I didn't um, feel the urge or the need to meditate today. You know, if I don't meditate, oh, it is noticeable. If I don't meditate or run, oh, it's just, it's not a good time. Not for me or the people around me. And that goes back to what we're talking about. You do know the things that will make you better, better wife, a better friend, a better coworker. You know what those things are. You, Lanice, specifically know it better than anyone I could think of, honestly. You've always been that way since I met you. But I think for the listener, for I'll talk for me, I have baby stepped my way into bad habits. Now, habits have an adjective in front of it. <laughs> Good or bad. This is true. I have a lot of habits. I bite my nails. You do not. It drives my mother insane. I have never seen you do that. You do that? Okay. Well, I'm glad you never seen me do that because here's the thing. I don't love that I need to do this, but when I have them painted or I have the tips on. But you hardly wear tips. Well, then maybe I'm just not nervous about you. (laughs) Maybe you're the solution to my problem. (laughs) That was formed at a young age, and I've just never taken the time to break it. But one thing that I know helps me is putting on these really stupid, expensive tips or going to get dip or gel or whatever it is. And it lasts a long time, three to four weeks. I know that if I continue to have this on, I can eventually break the habit of wanting to put my hands to my face, which is just terrible for a million reasons. All of your bad habits were formed by baby steps too. So in my head, I kind of take that as a little bit of an inspiration. Well, you formed this habit. You're just as capable as forming a habit that's the opposite of that. Oh, for sure. It just is a lot more conscious because now you have to think about reversing that habit. Your body wants consistency. It wants a rhythm. It wants a routine. Young children, they need routine. Mm -hmm. They need to wake up at the same time every day. They go to school at the same time. They get home Mm -hmm. at the same time. That is required for their development. And it's the same for us, but it's how do you factor in the good habits into that routine? I was, and still am, 
a stickler for a schedule, not because I'm always packing my schedule, maybe because I'm always packing my schedule. But (laughs) even when my children were babies, they had a schedule. And when I tell you everything was accounted for, it was. And I would have, uh, you know, our, our nannies tell me, well, you know, Sydney's really not wanting to take a nap. Well, that's fine. It can be quiet time. But at 10 a.m. every morning, he needs to be still. Put him down. And if he doesn't go to sleep, that's fine. But we are going to maintain that schedule. We talked about inner child the last episode. We're always <laughs> a little girl, a little boy inside. So remember how much routine matters. And maybe that's a habit. Maybe you feel like you don't have a routine, maybe setting one part of a routine into place. Mm-hmm. I want our listeners to think about a habit they can form. If you feel like you are a great habit person already, that is awesome. We would love for you to let us know some other things that are helpful for you. But also everyone can start a new good habit at any point. Mm -hmm. So think about what that is for you, what that could be for you. Some examples, exercise, meditation, reading. These are all things we've talked about, but gratitude, learning, Mm -hmm. social connection. And back to what you were saying with routines These habits become ingrained routines and rituals that ultimately is just providing a structure and a rhythm to your day. And once your body is in sync with that rhythm, that habit is just going to sing for you. It is going to be effortless. And it helps to start your day. It also helps to end your day. So be in the practice of staying in those routines And again, reward yourself, have an accountability partner, share your habit goals with a friend and reward yourself when necessary. I'm going to go eat some Lily's chocolate right now. I bet you are. That's my reward for doing this. (laughs) Well, we do want to remind everyone, if you want this podcast to continue, we need your support, but we'd also love to hear your thoughts. So you can comment on both of the platforms that we're on, Apple and Spotify. Every time I post, I put our Instagram handles on there. Lenise has hers and I have mine, obviously. And you can DM us there as well if you want to ask us specific questions. But we would really love for you to share this with your friends and family. And we try to keep it short and sweet at 30 minutes. So it's good for a car ride or a walk or something like that. But we thank you for listening. If you've been with us from the beginning, if you're just now joining us, we've got seven others you can listen to if you haven't already. This is Anchored in Life. Bye. Yay.